the editor of Martha and Colby grow up. So we just finished the episode. He's editing it. And I said in the episode, like, oh, I'm about to spoil the good place. And he was just like, I heard that me editing Grimace face. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yikes. Yikes. Like season one spoiler or like other other spoilers? It was like a season. How many seasons were there? Like four or five? Four, I think. It was like a season three spoiler. Gotcha. An Earth spoiler. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, oops, sorry. I didn't mean it. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Yay. I love to both of you. Love you, too. Love you, too. Not nice Aaron, who is not with us today. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice background picture, Mav. Thank you very much. I forgot why I had it up before. But it's always good feelings. Oh, yeah. I will never forget writing down that season. I was like, okay, if we end up making it to the final four, do I want to be at the game or do I want to be at Franklin? And I was like, well, I don't think we'll make it there this year anyway. We were there last year. You know, that's pretty unlikely. So I'm just going to put it down. I'm going to say Franklin. I'm going to whatever. Wrong decision. <laughs> Wrong decision. <laughs> but <laughs> then Amanda Geiger got to go. I told her, I was like, you better yeah. thank me, homegirl. <laughs> I made the wrong decision. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun on Franklin, too. It was fun. I don't regret it, but it was. It definitely would have been an unreal to be there. Well, you know what? With my luck, if I would have been there, we would have lost. So I'm just, you know what? <laughs> Cannot complain with any single way that it went. Best case scenarios for everybody. Oh, yeah. That's already four years ago now. Is it four years ago that that happened? It'll be four years, April 3rd. Woo, we're old. <laughs> oh, man. Time goes by so slowly. <laughs> we are old. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I turn. Yeah, I turned twenty five this year. You got quarter century. Just turned twenty (laughs) four. Yeah, man, we are like all solidly in our mid (laughs) twenties. Oh boy, that quarter life crisis hitting hard. Yep. Oh man, sorry. I'm still I'm still in the process of collecting addresses. (laughs) It's fine. I'm just getting I'm getting text messages back. I'm going to be equally annoying in the next couple of weeks. It's all good. I know the struggle. Uh, I was showing my parents our wedding website today. Yeah. It's still password protected until we send the invitations out. It's a good idea. I wrote very nice things about the both of you. You should be happy. Yeah. Um, I had breakfast with Audrey yesterday, Audrey and Dillob, and <laughs> Audrey still thinks it's absurd that we're even considering going to the football game. <laughs> okay, let, let me be clear. So for y'all who don't know, we didn't really talk about it last week, but our, as of right now, wedding date is September 18th, which is the home ACC opener for Carolina. And... It was not me. I posed the question to Carla, who just left the room. What are we going to do? Or I, Once the schedule came out, I was like, there's a game on September 18th. She was like, what time? I said, I don't know. She said, well, if it's a late afternoon game or an evening game, we're going. She said it. 
I ain't say it. Yeah. And see, <laughs> she gave you permission and you gave me permission. <laughs> so we just do are we going in full are we gonna go in the full wedding attire? That's the problem. Um because that would be awesome. We just I think that would be kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I was thinking of um Carl and I be like literally just married t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. that I don't know. I'll tell if if it does end up being a, a three thirty or, or an eight o'clock game, I will. I'm gonna try to reach out to like Carolina Game Day. See what see what Do happens. It. Do yes. it. Shoot, they might put us in the blue zone. Who knows? Yeah, that would be <laughs> super dope. And it's it's against UVA, is it not? Mm-hmm. So maybe we can break the losing streak of football and basketball. Hopefully. Bro, you, Good you, Lord. You would bring way too much energy to the blue zone. <laughs> you, would, you would be disturbing the peace up there. <laughs> you would be jumping up like, let's go over in the blue zone, man. Oh, man. All the geriatrics would be like, who is this kid? <laughs> who is this child in the blue zone? Who is this? Have your wine cooler and sit down. <laughs> No oh, man, that was not fun yesterday. It just wasn't a fun game. I stopped watching not because I didn't think we would, could win, but it's just like I just don't like watching us play UVA. It's just it, like it hurts, and I and I don't I don't care what Adam Shinehouse says. <laughs> Tony Bennett needs to get up on out of here, go somewhere else. He's a cool human being. He's a nice guy, but please leave. <laughs> It's funny because we normally watch the game, like we'll um, Zoom with each other watching the games, me and Adam. And he gives like a running commentary on your tweets while we're, <laughs> while we're watching the game. I'm really honored about that, actually. That's actually amazing. That's great. No, I, it, it was stressful. And it's one of those things, especially under the helm, um, it's just a system kind of team. And so they just have a system. You know what? They do it really well. I would, but it's also a thing where it's just kind of sucks. Like, tell me last actually successful UVA player. And it's been a while. DeAndre Hunter went high, but Malcolm Brogdon. That's probably Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. And that's one. But like Kyle Guy is still eh. DeAndre Hunter's eh. Joe I mean, Harris is serviceable, but that the fact that we're like picking out individual players kind of kind of makes the point. Yeah, but it's a whole thing where it, they're it's they're not. I wouldn't say it's like a Kentucky or a Duke that they're just spitting out NBA ready players because the NBA players don't play the pack line, and they're only good. I would say because they're they just execute the pack line defense really well. They're really good at it. I'm just surprised no one's figured it out yet. Like, I'm not saying, like, I figured it out, but, like, I don't understand how they've done this for so long. And I know it's hard to – like, it is contingent on – and this is something that I tweeted and that Mav echoed last night. Their whole defense is contingent on their bigs getting away with so much contact. Oh, my God. Like, they they get away with so much contact. Uh, it's, I mean, it's really the way that – I here's my concern – with the pack line as a style on defense. As time goes on, shooters are going to continue to get better. Right. 
And there might come a time where the pack line is just unsustainable as a defensive philosophy. Like already Dick Bennett, like Tony Bennett's father said, there is no such thing as help defense when closing out or there is no such thing as like closing out. All you have is recovery is just like sprinting out the shooters as soon as you can, when they get the ball, because they aren't going to be sticking with them outside on the perimeter. So I feel like once there might come a tipping point where shooting is just too good. I don't know, but I don't know if college players will ever get to that point. It might just be a thing where Virginia is just really good until they play good teams. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because like, so they're okay. So the pack line defense, so they are, is it, is it hedging? They hedge screens. Is that what, is that the terminology for it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's part of what Dick or Tony Bennett does. He does hedge hard on those on ball screens. Yeah, so he hedges hard on ball screens. They double in the posts, and the thing that bothers me though is their recovery time on the perimeter. They double in the post, but somehow always have a man on the open shooter immediately. It's kind of nuts. Is it just because of their rotation? Like, is it just because they know where the open man is at all times? Yeah, they zone up really well. So what what they'll do is they'll double on the perimeter. Um, they'll sink someone else down onto the other big, at least against us, because we'll normally have a big on both blocks once the ball goes into the print or it goes down there. So they'll send someone else to tag the other big. So there's three people down low. Mm -hmm. And then the other two people just have to zone up everywhere else. The good thing about that double team is that it kind of forces you to speed up your processing so it's hard to find that open player easily. And a lot of times it just goes to the one of the guys that they're zoning up on the backside. I think our greatest success is when they we've got it to the bigs and they just immediately go for the shot. Because you don't even let the person come over for double team. You you put it up beforehand because they run to that a couple of times. Gotta give credit to Walker Keller. So Walker Kessler, he was the played well. <laughs> He's led scores with nine whole points. Hey, he, he's going to be fine. He is going to be just fine. Oh, he's yeah. just still getting his legs under him, getting used to the college game. And, you know, I feel like that happens to these seven-footers where they, they transition to the college game, and it's not high school anymore where you can literally just, like, <laughs> like you have people that can jump with your height now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, they're strong enough to, 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 to deal with you backing them down. But he'll be he'll be just fine. He'll get some some muscle on him, and he'll 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 get his touch. He's a bit of a Great Dane puppy. He is a great. It's exactly what he is. But um, yeah, it's just really infuriating playing Virginia. And I saw some people are tweeting. They're like, I can't believe Roy has not changed something. They're really they're just really frustrated with losing to 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 Virginia. And my counterpoint to that is. Well, Virginia's really good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Virginia's been a top 10 team, like, for, like, the past six or seven years now. Like, Virginia's good. Get used to it. Yeah, they have our number. It's it literally, they are one of the, the, they're one of the very few teams that are the exact antithesis to Carolina basketball. And they have a lot of teams' numbers. So. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to slow teams down than to speed them up, I feel like. But. Commit to it. 
Speaking of having teams' numbers, if we're going to get super go ACC on this, I think Virginia Tech, for a long time, they are going to have a good chance of beating Virginia every year because of Mike Young's offense. Because you beat Virginia with threes, and Mike Young's going to have a really good three-point shooting team. Oh, yeah, all the time. I don't know how. <laughs> He's going to have, like, an amazing three-point shooter team and shooting team and teams that have open shooters constantly. So, I need. I would like to look more into his offense. I don't know if it's a flex offense or something more like the, the blocker mover stuff that Virginia does. But they're going to have success. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But – you know, and but it also speaks to why they typically didn't have any success in the in the tournament in the NCAA tournament because you're going up against. So, so if you end up making it to like you know this round of 64, 32, 16, eight, like you're eventually going to play a team that's going to be hot from three. Like they're just statistically, you're gonna get you're gonna come up against a good shooting team probably, uh, and that feel like that kind of. I don't know because you know you think about Virginia and I saw somebody else tweet this where they were like well kind of what you all were saying that Virginia is not a a place where like the best of the best go but they play their guys really well like their system yeah. guys that they, they just have, have a fundamental system. system and they are expert and they are masterful at it and like that's nobody nobody on nobody on Virginia like screamed out to me like yeah this is the person that they go to in the crunch time this is like their offensive weapon like jay huff i mean like, so not in that game but that guy they do have that guy they didn't need him that in the carolina game but that guy is sam hauser like he's right. going to be the acc player of the year and he's going to be that get a bucket dude when the tournament comes but i it's not to say that like Virginia doesn't have talent like these are like low five stars high four stars they're just they aren't the 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 highest they aren't Cade Cunningham they aren't yeah. RJ Barrett yeah uh was it did I not see something like four or five came from North Carolina did you say that David I don't or, recall saying that or maybe some like one of the media members tweeted that four or five of the players are from North Carolina it's a little bit less egregious for basketball than football remember like I remember very I, I think it was that ECU game that we got smacked in the Larry Fedora era that I was like which think, time <laughs> this is yeah, now the a 70 to 41 game um the one that ended larry's career what the one that ended larry's career is the one i'm talking about <laughs> which is i remember very specifically the narrative around that was like so many of those people came from or so many of those players are like very specifically were like well carolina never sent me an offer Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So you know, I want to go. You know, <laughs> destroy their lives. <laughs> I guess it is different with basketball because we are like the Alabama, the Clemson, the Ohio State in the basketball realm. So we're not necessarily needing to go in state. To get like we get whoever we want, basically. Doesn't within reason. Doesn't doesn't feel like getting this next uh, in this next recruiting class. But North Carolina is one of the best states that produces basketball players. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it rivals Georgia, New York. I've been any big North Georgia pipeline right now is so like we got the Georgia pipeline going. Yeah. What were you saying, David? I was saying that Carolina, North Carolina is the hoop state, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But you're right. There's only there's only so many scholarship spots. Like they, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, they got to go somewhere. So it's just it's just it's frustrating every year to play Virginia. It it, it almost it's getting to the point where it feels like an auto loss. You know what I'm saying? Like I just go in like when we play Duke. When we play Duke, I always feel like we have a shot, no matter what. You know. But when we play Virginia, I'm like, well, if we win. This one we stole that shit. Like, you know, like and it's not yeah. even like Texas or Kansas or anything. Like it's a special kind of like this is not gonna go well. It's a suffocating kind of just isn't gonna go well. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Python. <laughs> if I remember, we have only seen three wins against Virginia in our four years. Um, both of them two of the four or two of the three came in the ACC tournament. Yeah. We beat them in the semifinals our first year. Um, because Justin Jackson decided to finally start hitting threes and hit like five or six threes, if I remember correctly. Then we beat them in the ACC championship game that was extremely close throughout. And then the championship year, we ran them out of the building in Chapel Hill because we had – that was one of the best shooting teams we've had in a while. Oh, could you imagine? Gosh. We put up like 90 on them. It was like 90 to four, uh, It was like 90 to 50 or something, if I remember. Yeah, that was satisfying. I can't lie to you. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of not having success against Virginia, I did have success in finding a PlayStation. <laughs> I'm oh. so <laughs> proud of you. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. What, is, what a second. Yeah. But, no, it's a, it's a big feat right now with how limited things are. I came t- close twice to getting a Xbox Series X. I, hit, I had a account that I was following that tweeted a drop. And then by the time I even was able to click the checkout button, and by the time the checkout screen loaded, it was sold out. It says, this item's gone. Please remove from your cart. Let me tell you the story, regale you with the story of how this PlayStation came to be. So here I am on a Tuesday. It's a work day. Um, It's about 10.50. I get the alert. GameStop's about to have some PlayStations. I'm like, cool, awesome. We can work with that. Um, 11 o'clock, they go live. They're like, hit the refresh button. I hit refresh. I click the button. Nothing happens. I'm like, okay, I've done this before. It's happened a lot. It's whatever. And what I've started doing is like looking at the replies to the tweets to see if it's if anybody's getting them. And, like, mm-hmm. no one's posting, like, their order confirmation page. So I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I'll just keep refreshing every three or four minutes. It's fine. Then about 20 minutes later, they're still tweeting, like, keep trying, keep trying. I look at a reply to the tweets. They're like, dude, I got it. And they post their order confirmation. I'm like, okay, maybe this one's a real one. Maybe I have a chance. So I keep going. I click the pre-order button. It says not available. I click it again. It says not available. I refresh, I click it again, and the screen changed. Oh, my heart would have oh. stopped. <laughs> my heart would have stopped. <laughs> and it said, are you a robot? And I was like, no, sir, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I'm not. <laughs> I promise I'm not. I'm not a robot. And they're like, okay, if you're not a robot, then it's in your cart. And I was like, <gasps> And then I scrambled to get 
my credit card and my GameStop login information wasn't working, so I had to use a dummy email to sign up um, for a quick account. But I got it done. I got the PlayStation, and I got a bundle. And the bundle comes with 2K and Miles Morales. Oh, that's such a good one. And the yeah. extra controller. So whenever um, there's a... There's a game that Carla and I want to play together, so it's a co-op game. So we're we're ready when it comes out, dude. Power to you. Uh, there is a joke to be made here about how uh, it was easier for me to to find availability to get a vaccine for coronavirus than it was for me to get a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> hmm. Still can't find a PS5. <laughs> Dude, I'm nervous about this vaccine. By the way, Aaron's not here because he's feeling a little rough after his round two. But I've heard that if you've had Verona, the first round feels as bad as the second round has for people who hasn't had it. So I am not looking forward to this first vaccine. So hey, can you expand on that? You're saying so like if you've had the coronavirus, that the first one makes you feel real bad yeah so if you haven't heard people are saying that like the second round of vaccine makes you feel crummy for a couple days and is not very fun yeah um they're saying that if you've already had it then the first round of vaccine feels like the second round of vaccines got it now i got you yeah which they're saying if that's the case maybe people who have already had the Rona don't need the second round, but they aren't sure. So if you don't, they don't know. So get both, get both. Yeah. <laughs> also don't take my just, word for it. <laughs> just like Rona is, I'm sure people just have varying responses to it as well. So it could just be something completely unrelated and you just don't, it didn't respond well to it. Right. My brother got the first dose a couple weeks ago. Actually, I think he just literally just got the second dose like yesterday. So I'll see how I'll I'll ask him how he's feeling. People are slowly getting it, slowly but surely. Uh, apparently, we should have enough to to vaccinate two hundred million people. So I mean, two thirds. I know I'm hope I'm hoping that that's true. Like if that's not true, then that's really unfortunate. But that should be more than enough because I don't think anything's cleared for kids yet. Anyway, correct. So. It should, I'm hoping, and I know Maverick, I know you said your grandma is having a tough time finding, you know, finding a vaccine, but I'm hoping that it'll become steadily more available. And I know Erin is also optimistic as well. Granted, she doesn't really go out much, so she's, she's doing fine. So I would like, my goal is to be able to go to a bar for my birthday, like just hang out like downtown Durham on my birthday. That would be nice. That would be nice. And that's a good that's a good six months away. So it's there's potential. I just I think we were all naive a little naive when we were all like, yeah, coronavirus. There's this weird virus, wacky, two weeks <laughs> off. Heck yeah, everybody. <laughs> Party, you know? <laughs> like Oh, no. we were all super naive. It was like, oh, we're about to be out here fourth of July. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. We were all like, 
Yeah, it should be cleared up by summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the summertime, it's going to be hotter, and that's going to kill the virus. I remember when that was going around. That was the thing. Nope. nope. Gotcha. <laughs> Big no. It's been a it's been a whole basically a year at this point. It's about to be. It let's. It's it's February what? Fourteenth. Fourteenth. It's it's a uh, it's like uh pretty much almost a month away from because it was March thirteenth that uh at least for us uh in the schools stuff shut down. That's that Friday. It was Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Because I we started changing our operations of work on the seventeenth. It was about a week afterwards. So. Uh, it's I, around the same, like mid March. I just remember um, at work we were standing outside on that Friday in this like socially distant circle, just like me and some of my like closer coworkers at work. And we were like, "There's no way we're coming to work on Monday, right?" <laughs> They're like, "No, we're we." We can't come to work on Monday. It was wild. We're going to tell like the generations after about this time. It's going to be really weird, too. There's going to be the people that like be like, yeah, I got the Rona. Like they actually did it, but they wanted to to sound cool. <laughs> I don't know how that makes you sound cool. I know somebody who got swine flu twice. And I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Um, but I'm going to be curious about what sticks around from coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Like habits that we formed over the last year that stick around. Like I see pictures of like crowded bars and I'm like, Oh God, you know, like it like triggers my fight or flight. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like not even, not, not coronavirus. Like think pictures from like two years ago. Like I'm over at like, he's not. And I'm like, Oh my God so many people in such close proximity what were we yeah. thinking you know <laughs> or i imagine like keenan's going to be jam-packed that maybe that first game of the year and they're probably going to make some announcement about like everybody being back or whatnot and it's going to be a big old roar in the stadium i'm i think i genuinely think that um everybody hug your neighbor <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh it'll be very very interesting to see like the result of not being able to do sporting events or like big events and like how much money people spend to go get those experiences again. Like, do you think there's going to be like an economic boom after all this is like relatively back to normal? Get on those stonks. That's what I was saying. Like, bro, I brought my, AM <laughs> I bought my AMC stocks. Cause I think that it's going to blow up when movie <laughs> movie theaters open again. Hold the line. Diamond hands. Diamond hands. <laughs> I'm so ready to reactivate my AMC A list. I'm so ready. I used to go to the movies so literally like every weekend I was at the movies. All right, we get it, Colby. You got money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I got A list, so I didn't have to pay to go to the movies <laughs> all the time. <laughs> No, but I think it's going to be, you know, I'm looking forward to it whenever that day is. I don't, and it's going to be interesting because I don't think it's going to be a moment. Like, I don't think there's going to be a singular day where we're like, this is the day everything returned to normal. Like, I think it's just going to be like a, like, oh crap, like I can actually like go do things again and like see my friends again. 
we've had like no friends over at this apartment. That's weird. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to the day. Me too, dude. Me too. Hey, I saw Luke. I watched Luca and and, uh, Porzingis go off against. uh, Who are they playing? The Pelicans. Pelicans. There we go. Very fun. We beat the Duke Pelicans. It was like beating an NBA team and Duke all at the same time. You want to talk about the Texans imploding? Oh my having God. the brave strategy of not having fans at their stadium again next year. <laughs> oh, a normal Texans year. <laughs> and now J.J. Watt's gone. And they not even traded. They didn't even get any value out of it. They just straight up released him. Cut. Cut him. I don't know. <laughs> this brick is way too high. <laughs> we need to cut <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, I think the Steelers are probably up there in terms of options because then he can reunite with his brothers. I would think Tennessee has a legitimate shot because Mike Frable was his defensive coordinator for a long time, and our defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, was also an assistant that coached him up. So I'd like to think Tennessee might have a chance, and I think he would be a really good impact player he doesn't have to be the J.J. Waddle if he's comes in on third down and provides pressure. I think that's just about all we need. That's exactly what I was about to say. If he can come in for, like, what, 50% of defensive snaps, yep. that's more than enough. Way more than enough. And that keeps him fresh. At the very least, he's drawing probably two offensive linemen on him just by being on the field. Yeah, like you save him for third downs in, like, two-minute situations – I think that's a good way to use them. Oh, yeah. And so now Houston's thinking about keeping Deshaun, even though he wants to be traded. I mean, they can. That don't mean he's going to play. Yeah. (laughs) So they might as well trade him. Has no one brought up the fact that trading him for Wentz just straight up? I don't think he wants to go go to Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm not saying he wants to, but I'm just saying it would probably work for both teams, at least contract-wise. But he has that no trade clause. That's the thing. Oh, so basically, he forces Houston saying he's going to go to a place that he wants to. In that case, exactly. He's not going. He's not going to drop it until the, they're like, "We have a deal with this team." And he's like, "Okay, Correct. I will do a lot of it." Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Carson Wentz is going to go. The Colts. No, please no. We just. We got Deshaun Watson out of the AFC South. I don't want to bring Carson Wentz in, <laughs> even as bad as he is. Well, I mean, it's you know what? It's going to be – I think you do want him over there because I think that he's, he's he's not been great, Maverick. Like, come on. He's I know. Not but I just, want, I, like, I just want them to bring Jacoby Briswell back. I would be even happier with him at quarterback for the Colts. But it's kind of it's gonna be like uh like when Dave Dorn gets fired, I'm gonna be like no, no, <laughs> dang it, we had Brissett. Excuse going. me, I said I was I was confusing our guy, but Jacoby Brissett. I knew what you meant. But uh, I mean, the NFC East was real happy to have Carson Wentz. <laughs> Would you rather have Mitch Trubisky or Carson Wentz? Mitch. Honestly, Mitch, and I feel like that's not biased. They're not. It's not great. It's not a great choice. I'm not saying any like, but I don't know. I feel like you know what you're getting with Mitch. 
Carson yeah, Lynch. Just, we haven't seen Mitch around receivers. We've seen Carson around receivers. All right, Allen Robinson ain't no scrub. Come on. <laughs> but that it stops there. I mean, yeah. I would I would like to see him with a stronger wide receiver core. That's fair. I don't know. Like give give Mitch like Seattle's wide receiver core and see how he would do. Speaking of Seattle, we can get to that in a second. But I guess Russell also is <laughs> open to it being traded as well because he's getting hit too much. I have too much. I've been thinking about. I think I take Carson Wentz over Mitch Mitch Trubisky. I think so. Well, Maybe. I mean, that's not. It's, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I just think I just personally. I mean, Carson Wentz has the potential. The ceiling is so high, but that floor is so low. <laughs> Super low, bro. <laughs> it's so low. We've but seen yeah, it. Russ. Let's talk about Russ. Yeah. He's not he's not wrong. He is getting hit too much, bro. <laughs> he totally is. He's been stacked over 400 times. And let me be clear. I think that sacks are a quarterback stat. I think that he's responsible for a good number of those sacks, but his offensive line situation has not helped him. Yeah. I've I've heard Russell Wilson to the Raiders. Oh, I I don't like the Raiders. I just don't like Gruden. I don't like Gruden, man. But I'm so surprised that they're as good as they are. I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. (laughs) And they're not. They're competent, at least competent. I just don't like them. Gosh. But, I mean, so, I mean, play that out. I mean, if he's on the Raiders, I mean, you get a good young running back. You get a decent offensive line. You get decent – you got Darren Waller. You got uh, – I, mean, I don't even know who the receivers are, actually. I mean, Darren Waller's already, like, a top five tight end. Yeah. So, I don't oh, know. They, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, there you go. There's and their high. defense is good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it is. It's, it would be a pretty decent fit. And it's like, okay, so Russell needs um, – he I, so he, I, can't, I can't identify the problem. Here's, here's my conundrum. Mm-hmm. Like, is it that they want – they don't want Russ to cook or they're letting Russ cook too much. Like, is he frustrated? Cause he's, he's run, He's frustrated because he's getting hit a lot, but they're also inexplicably not letting him take over games with his arm as much. I feel like. Yeah. It, the wrong way to interpret it. And the bad thing is like literally all the smart football people that I listened to were like, when they were when they were laying Russ Cook early in the season, they're like, "This is very nice right now, but it's going to be an unknown reason that Pete Carroll goes back to running the ball all the time." And, and what happened? happened? So I don't I don't know I, I I'm, maybe it was coming off of one of his bad games because he did not have a great season. I think like the first four weeks, I was like, "This dude." might be the MVP, and then it got really bad really quickly. We all thought that, you know? I, I sent in a question to the Mina Kime show about whether I should keep my Russell Wilson MVP hot takes to myself, um, and I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody – I mean, but, like, there was just such a 
decline that it was oh it was inexplicable almost like you're like well what what happened and i i don't i don't watch the seahawks enough to like go in depth to know like exactly what happened but you gotta think part of it is Pete carroll not <laughs> not letting russ cook you know yeah so i don't know i'm also not a football coach i'm not a football player but you ain't i don't know it's 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 not it's not that hard to see that something is wrong and you know i think somebody said it uh in the sports media they were like well russ usually ends his stuff with go hawks like he usually ends all his interviews with go hawks and he did not <laughs> on that one that's spicy for it is spicy <laughs> for russell wilson for russell wilson <laughs> yeah Hey, do you guys remember when people actually seriously thought that Future could beat up a professional athlete? Dude, that was the dumbest conversation. It was so <laughs> dumb. People assuming that rappers can fight is hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> like, this dude is one of, like, the top three people at his position, and you think this random rapper <laughs> could beat him up in his $35,000 Birkenstocks. You think that dude is beating up Russell Wilson? Nope. Nah, dudes do not like that dude for whatever reason. Though. Not built like that. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I think Russ, I don't know. Honestly, my brain is so stuck on the freaking Panthers that I'm not even, I'm not even really thinking about Russ right now. I, how would you have felt if Matthew Stafford would have ended up on the Panthers, Colby? I would have been fine with it. I would have too. I was okay with it. I was like, he's, he has those like, – it's 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 weird because, like, Matthew Stafford is that quarterback that has the stats but not the, like, wins. But wins are not a QB stat, so it's like, well, where do I go with this? And you're just like – he's just in that weird – like, if Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl, I think his whole career, like, the scope of his career gets changed. And you how know? we talk about him changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the way that we talk about him changes. If he could just get one, you know, have one good Super Bowl run – for whatever reason, I thought that he was older than he is, but I think he's only – he came in the year in 09. He's only two years older than Cam, and Cam yeah, no, was old for old. his class, so he might only be a year older than Cam. Yeah, he, he's not that old. Um, so, I don't know. It's just – I appreciate the Panthers at least trying. Yeah. But now you can't front like you, you're, uh, you're, you're committed to Teddy because, like, you know how they like – you know, and I get it. I get it. You, you got to act like it. Like you got to act. You got to say we're committed. Like you know, you spent the money on him. You got to back it up with the decision making. But we all knew, you know, like we all knew. I like Teddy, but he's just not a franchise quarterback. Um, and I know that we tried. Did we? Didn't we try to get another quarterback? Didn't we yes. try? I think it was somebody. It was. Some, I feel like there was something else. Oh, it was. Are you talking about the Dwayne Haskins thing? It's. It's not. But that's also that was stupid. I don't know. It's because they they've said they want to be in on every deal. So it, I guess it doesn't hurt to talk to the dude or ask the question. Yeah, I guess. But still, I don't. <laughs> Dwayne, like after what we saw of Dwayne Haskins. Is that real? Was that really the move? I guess. You know. Hey, maybe PJ Walker takes a bunch of steps forward. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it, but you know what? Whatever gives us hope, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. How are the uh how are the uh <laughs> the Titans doing this offseason? Well, we hired from within for both offensive and defensive coordinator. Um, people are starting to wonder if Rabel's just kind of doing like a Belichick kind of ship where he doesn't want to bring anyone outside to challenge his system that's Keep in place. Family. Yeah. We got that Alabama um, style. <laughs> Sorry. So we, 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 prom- <laughs> we promoted our tight ends coach to offensive coordinator, and we promoted our linebackers coach, who was effectively running our defense this past season to defensive coordinator. They just effectively made it, gave him the title. Um, we have some expiring contracts coming up. I, I'd like to see us maybe do make some moves in free agency, but it is pretty tight because um, we do have a lot of players I think we do want to keep. And that's going to take up a good bit. I'm a little worried, though. Like I said, the, the team that had the absolute worst uh, third down percentage in the league and you actually you promote the guy running that defense to defensive coordinator, but I, I I think it's I think it just makes it clear that they think it's a personnel issue, not a coaching issue. And so I hope they address those needs. Hopefully, that's surprising that y'all were worse than the Panthers because it was bad for a no, while. You, you were thirty one, we were thirty two. Okay, so it's close. Yeah, <laughs> real bad. I had we, had, a, we had like a 53% conversion rate for opposing offenses on for third down. so frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating to watch. Literally, and, it, and it's not like they make good – like or it's not like 50-50 balls or like close stuff. These guys are getting – people are getting wide open in the flat and in the center of the field just catching stuff easy. And it's like we play zone and we, we just let them catch the ball and then crowd the ball. It's like a prevent more than, you know, actually getting stops, and it's really frustrating. It's like literally your whole thing is is the whole thing is predicated on getting stops on third down. If you can get stops on third down, no, it, it covers up a lot of your issues uh, everywhere. And when you can't do that, it becomes really egregious. You it also know? doesn't help that we – I don't think we were last, but we were definitely probably bottom tier in sacks as well. Just we did not get pressure on the quarterback either. The the defensive line is actually one spot that I actually do feel decently about the Panthers. I think uh, Derek Brown is going to be really good. He already was really good last year um, with Brian Burns. I think that we have a lot of potential there. Where I'm really scared about is that secondary. Like, I don't know what we're going to do with that secondary. <laughs> it's it's I I think we're probably going to let KK Short walk. This yeah. year, that's probably for the best. to have Derek Brown there. I have a question. What's your question? How long until Byron Leftwich gets the Eric B. Enemy treatment of why isn't this dude getting head coaching calls? Fairly as early as next year, especially if they're just as successful. I mean, I think that's real the, good. The interesting thing about the Bucks coaching staff, like. We've seen the Todd Bowles experiment. There's, I've heard arguments as to why maybe Todd Bowles is a better, could be a better coach because of his situation with the Jets. No one's really successful with the Jets, so maybe he deserves another shot. But I think that Byron Leftwich is going to be the interesting 
conversation in about a year. How, how long has he been a coach? I think this was his second year running the offense. Yeah. So I next year would be his third. Still don't understand why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a, a head coaching job. And he's even said that he's he, he is actively looking to be a head coach. He wants to be a head coach. And you can't say that he doesn't interview well because he's a very well-spoken man and he obviously knows what he's doing. Like, I don't understand what the disconnect is. I don't know. I don't know. But Byron Leftwich's offense was so good in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, man. Ridiculously good. And I, I think their their O-line coach, who I also think is black, did a great job with handling the Chiefs' defensive line. I think that's also an interesting one What if their O-line coach gets any calls. Did you did you see post Super Bowl that uh somebody confused Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles? They don't even look alike. They don't even look relevant. <laughs> even close. They're not even close. And y'all know what Todd Bowles looks like, and we know what Byron Left. He was a starting quarterback for so many years. Like we're getting to the part where like the players that I knew as a kid are now going to be coaches, and we if. I know what Byron Leftwich looks like. I feel like a reporter there should know what Byron Leftwich looks like. Anyway. And it's not like they don't introduce them. When the press conference starts, this that is was Byron the first Leftwich. question. This is Byron Left. Did you see Bomani and uh, uh, is it was it Amin or was it? Um, it was is it was um, Izzy and Dominique. Izzy and Dominique, um, but they were like, they say it at the beginning of the press conference. <laughs> they're like, this is Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? Lord. Uh, either way. I'm glad he la- he, la- he laughed it off. He found it hilarious. but it's- I'm glad they won. I'm glad that wasn't a question if they lost. Oh, no. Can you imagine if, like, after Cam Newton lost for the Panthers, they were like – this is Luke. Key. This is Thomas Davis, <laughs> you know, linebacker for the Panthers. Like, really? 